0: done Welcome to the Movie People podcast. Um, I'm not David Isles, as you can probably guess. He is uptown for the week, so I'm Rachel, and I'm hosting in his absence. Um, with us today, we've got Adam, Abby, uh, Ethan, Ryan, and Chase. Did I get everyone?
1: Yeah. Heck yeah. I think so. <laughs>
0: Hello. Good. Full house today. Um, so since we have a pretty full house, I'll uh, kick things off pretty quickly with a little bit of news, um, or at least the news that, I don't know, I thought was interesting, <laughs> Um, okay, so to start off, um, last week or this past week, A24 announced their public access screenings, which originally I thought was a streaming service when they were teasing it, but turns out that it's actually going to be a free movie series uh, screening A24 films in the locations that they take place. Um, so some of the examples are they're going to be showing Moonlight in Miami, Lady Bird in Sacramento, um, they're showing Good Times, like under the Queen Subway, which is very cool. Um, the Witch in New Hampshire and uh, The Spectacular Now in Athens. I think they're also showing the bling ring, like, in the valley, like, in California. Um, so, yeah, what do you guys think of this? I It was just announced. I think it's a pretty interesting idea. Did you guys see this? Thoughts?
2: Yes. I When I saw this, I thought it was so fun, so cool. I kind yeah. of thought it might be a joke at first. Like, it seems very fitting for A24. It's almost, like, mm-hmm. a little bit ironic. Like, it's not a it's it's a, like what, a one-night-only screening uh-huh. of these movies in these very specific locations, and it's clearly going to be very thematic and stylized just by location alone. And so I was like, yeah, this is A24. This makes sense.
1: Yeah, totally. Uh,
3: I like it. Um, yeah, I like it a lot because it kind of reminds me of whenever Alamo Draft House, they'll sometimes, yeah. like, play Jaws, like, on the water. And mm-hmm. um, I think showing it like at the filmed locations and like where they're set it's I think it creates like a more like intimate experience for the audience um yeah, and, totally. yeah I think it's a fun idea
0: mm-hmm. yeah and also it's also a nice way to probably connect with those communities um you know for people in Sacramento watching Lady Bird in Sacramento it probably you know it resonates it's going to resonate even more for them and connect them even more to their hometowns or like Moonlight Miami stuff like that yeah. Any other thoughts, Abby, Adam? Uh, I think it's super fun. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have much more to
1: add. but it sounds really fun, though.
0: Yeah, and they've they've been teasing it for a while. Because when they first kind of like teased it on their Instagram with the name Public Access, I was like, Oh Jesus, are they opening their own streaming service? Because I was like, mm. I I don't need that because their stuff's already on Canopy and Prime. But turns mm-hmm. out it's actually much cooler. So I'm I'm appreciative of that.
3: That would also make like the streaming service like community just kind of become just a little too
0: oversaturated, which it is already on the verge yeah. of coming anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. So that's that. Um, yeah. And
2: did we say are they doing um, Florida project? Do we know?
0: Um, I I checked their website. I didn't see the Florida project on there, but um, they might be adding movies. Um, but of the ones I saw. Uh, or of of the ones on their website those are the ones that I mentioned are just the Mm -hmm. ones currently announced.
2: That's one I could definitely see in the future like imagine if they did that one you know on site how because they filmed that at an actual um, motel somewhere so I I would like to see them continue doing this like adding little um, locations.
0: Absolutely or like you could do First Reformed is that set like in New England somewhere?
2: yes i think Or
0: even so. like um that movie never going back that they did was actually filmed like in dallas i think um oh. so that would be quite cool for us um yeah and they have such um varied movies that i think would be really interesting to see what other ones they picked so
2: can't wait for my favorite spring breakers see it on the beach <laughs> <laughs> would
0: actually be, like a fun way to watch that movie you were into that movie Again, I think these are all such great... Like you were saying, it's going to add to the movie and be so much more immersive, I think. Oh,
4: yeah. Um,
0: okay, so next up on the news docket, unless anyone has any last thoughts on A24, um, they're going... Uh, the new... There there was breaking news recently announced, as as much... As breaking as this news can be, that uh, Dexter Fletcher, um, director of Rocketman and half-director of Bohemian Rhapsody, is going to mm. be directing the new Sherlock Holmes movie, the new Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movie, um I guess that series is coming back. So mm-hmm. any uh any thoughts? Do you guys like those original Sherlock Holmes movies? Original Sherlock Holmes, by the way. As as recent mm-hmm. as they were. Mm-hmm. Um are you are you guys a fan of those movies at all? I'm
2: surprisingly very big fan of them, um, for not being okay. much of it. Like it's a little bit action-y, a little bit like I I, I enjoy the mystery part of it, I guess, but I was surprised. <laughs> High, how much I ended up loving it after seeing it, um and Good. big spoiler alert for any Marvel people out there, plug ears if you don't know. But I'm glad Robert Downey Jr. is jumping right back in because he he still wants to bring in the money, so he's like, "What's my next franchise?"
0: I know. <laughs> Even though he's he's set for like the rest like for ten lifetimes, but he's like, "Well, I've done franchise, so I might as well stick with the franchise." Right. Um so I've looked at the article on uh, variety. He's uh Dexter Fletcher's gonna be taking over from Guy Ritchie, who did the last two films. Um and the last film was in uh, twenty eleven, so actually quite a long time ago. Um but both films are really successful. Um so Jude Law is also coming back as uh Dr. Watson. Um yeah, any thoughts? Uh, are you guys excited for Dexter Fletcher taking over? Do you have any strong opinions on that? Ooh, Ryan just left, but he'll probably pop back in. Mm. <laughs> yeah,
1: any,
0: <laughs> any Dexter Fletcher opinions? Did you guys like Rocket Man? Do you think he'll be a good director for Sherlock?
5: It'll be I interesting.
0: Thought... Oh, go ahead, Chase. Oh
5: you could go first.
2: Um, I just was going to say I think it'll be an interesting shift just from what he's doing right now. I expected him to move on and do another um music biopic honestly and so i'm yeah. like okay this could be fun maybe we'll get sherlock holmes breaking into song who knows
0: hmm, i hope we go a lean more into the gay elements of it considering <laughs> <his> <laughs> <projects>. oh, yeah. <laughs> um yeah so i think that'll be interesting it's kind of interesting they're bringing that series back but um i guess you know he's been robert jane jr's been so booked up with avengers that now that that's finally done i guess they're bringing it back but it's interesting i think sherlock it's going to be interesting to see kind of what the breaking or what the saturation point is for Sherlock content. Um obviously the BBC show, I think has ended question mark cuz the last season. Oh, Brian's back.
3: Yeah, uh, it said that I got disconnected. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, no, you're good. Um do you have any thoughts on Dexter Fletcher and the new Sherlock Holmes movie? Who me? Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, uh-huh. Uh I'm excited for it um because I'm not a huge Guy Ritchie fan. Mm -hmm. Um, I think his, I think his, like, movies, they kind of follow this, like, weird kind of, like, experimental camera work with, like, the slow motion going into fast motion, Mm -hmm. and they're, like, very gritty when I don't think they need to. Um, uh, I think the first Sherlock Holmes he did was good, the second one wasn't as strong, and Dexter Fletcher has kind of, like, proved himself as a uh, very, like, prominent director, so, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see what uh, he'll bring to the table.
0: Yeah, he, Dexter Fletcher definitely strikes me as uh, pretty workmanlike. Like he's a good, obviously he's a good director to bring in when <laughs> things go wrong. But also, Rocketman I think was pretty good. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what direction story-wise they take with the new one. Um, I was just saying as you uh, dropped out, but it was it'll be interesting to see how how saturated Sherlock stuff can be since the sh- the BBC show has ended. But obviously they're still doing this movie series i think millie bobby brown is going to be like in a sherlock holmes's little sister type spinoff
2: oh my goodness Mm.
0: (laughs) which might be fun for kids like a kid mystery movie but
3: yeah we had a kid his we had a kid mystery movie it was called harriet the spy it didn't do very well
0: yeah i mean it'll be cute probably you know
2: well i don't know about you guys but Uh, famously the most interesting and successful adaptation has to be um, uh, Will Ferrell's Holmes and Watson Mm. for me. What a classic, instant classic. (laughs) I literally forgot that
0: movie came out. (laughs) I don't, that must have been like a movie that got stuck in development hell or something because you know it just kind of like came and went. It, It was just so bizarre. I
2: I went to um, a, it was a kind of a mystery screening be- um, where they weren't disclosing anything until I got in the theater, and yeah. um, I was 90% sure that was going to the movie I was, I, that I was about to see when I was walking in, and I was mm. fully braced for it, and let's just say um, it was not that, but we'll get back to that uh, later in the podcast.
0: Ooh, okay. It
2: may have been oh. worse. It
0: may have been worse. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Ooh. Um... Okay, so then next on the news docket, um, so David Fincher's new film has been announced. So his last film was obviously Gone Girl in 2015, I think. Um, so it just was announced that he's going to be doing a Netflix original movie starring Gary Oldman about Herman Mankiewicz, um, who is the screenwriter for Citizen Kane, and apparently there was like a lot of controversy between him and Orson Welles as to the development of the script and the authorship, and this is um, like apparently really interesting story about this film and it's going to be a netflix original interestingly enough um and it's going to be shot in black and white uh so yeah what do you guys think new david Fincher film directed
4: film
0: i haven't
1: even seen i haven't seen citizen kane but that sounds enticing
0: yeah, um, and I looked it up, apparently this story, there was an HBO film in the in 1999 called RKO 281 about this kind of story, I think with John Malkovich. Um, so obviously mm. it's a story that's been told before, but I, you know, obviously it's dynamic enough that it warrants its own couple movies. So yeah, it'll be interesting, especially um, if people don't know a lot about the Citizen Kane screenwriting process, which I didn't. So uh, yeah, what do you guys think? Uh, Netflix original for David
2: Fincher it seems a little bit like a Mad Libs from the headline of just yeah. David Fincher Gary Oldman Netflix original <laughs> Herman Mankiewicz. it's like okay sure let's just see what comes out of it like throw it in a blender and and I don't know what to expect but I mean yeah. if you look up Minkiewicz, it's he's very different looking from Gary Oldman so we'll get to see him yeah. win an Oscar for wearing prosthetics again who knows
0: he better not I'm tired of these stunts. It's just act. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no one knows what Herman Mankiewicz looks like anyway. So, <laughs> uh,
3: I'm, yeah. I'm kind of looking up like what he looks like. Uh, it's it's interesting.
0: It's like a generic and uh, a '40s
3: man. Yeah, he <laughs> just looks like a regular white guy. <laughs> like, and well, I love I love Gary well. Oldman and all that, but yeah. like Herman Mankiewicz has like a very smooth. Like face, <laughs> he, pulled,
2: does, off, does he pulled off. He pulled off the darkest hour. So,
3: okay, that movie just gets like so much flock around the group when it's not a bad movie. It's it's rather entertaining. I've he never a... heard
1: someone pronounce it flock.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know,
2: um, it. I, I. My dad loved it.
0: Oh. Uh, same, same. <laughs> my dad turned it on like for me and my mom for a couple nights, and like every single time, me and my mom both fell asleep, and he was very entertained by it. Which, you know what? Good for him. More power to him. Oh, dad core. it's,
3: I mean, it's certainly like a dad movie.
0: Oh man, we should do a podcast episode just about dad movies, because I think that has to be hosted
2: by
3: Rodrigo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah, he can be the host. Um, yeah. I any other thoughts?
2: I've got a spinoff for. Us actually, we do um a family reunion. So someone Rodrigo can bring the dad movies. I'll bring the aunt movies, the kooky mm-hmm. aunt. And Rachel can bring the um like artsy, um, moody cousin. Awesome.
0: <laughs> okay, I can do that. I can do that. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, any other thoughts, Adam? What do you think? Uh, you seen? I'm assuming you've seen Citizen Kane, right? Right. Any thoughts about a black and white film coming to Netflix? <laughs>
6: um, thanks. I think. <laughs> Um, I'm not sure how to take that. Um, (laughs) You're the old movie guy. (laughs) Yeah, um, yeah, I saw it, like, ages ago. Like, it was one of those movies that I watched when I was, like, first first getting into movies and didn't particularly care for it. Um,
0: Yeah, it's, I need to revisit it.
6: Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think of, like, David Fincher as, like, I haven't seen a lot of David adventure movies that might be part of it, but like, I don't think of him as like a particularly interesting, like character director, yeah. which doesn't really help in a movie partially about Orson Wells, who is like yeah. a very like intense character.
0: Yeah. And from the story, it seems like a story about two very strong personalities, butting heads. Yeah, totally.
4: Yeah.
0: Are like, any of you guys here? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead.
6: He's done that before, right? Like, I haven't seen it, but that's what Social, me- social Network is about, right?
0: Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm.
6: Mm-hmm. So, maybe, but... And, like, people yeah. like that movie, so...
0: Definitely. Are any of you guys here uh, big, like, David Fincher fans? I'm also, like, I'm not super familiar with his work. I think I've only really seen Gone Girl, and I think that's about it, unless I'm forgetting something.
3: I'm not super familiar with his work, other than... Um... He did a uh, Benjamin Button and the uh, social. That. Yeah, he did that and the uh, Social Network.
0: Yeah, and a lot of like I think he did seven, like a lot of stuff, especially in the late '90s, early 2000s. But yeah, it'll be interesting. I think it's um an interesting, very like niche kind of topic. I think for a Netflix audience, like it's gonna be a black and white movie about a 1940 screenwriter. <laughs> like it's um it'll be interesting to see how they handle it. Um, obviously, part of me wishes that it was. I guess we'll see what the. Th- optical release type thing is going to be about because for me, seeing a black and white film, you know, about a, the Citizen Kane screenwriter in theaters would be a nice experience um, but yeah, I guess it'll be interesting to see how it goes and what the reception is but, um, okay so last bit of news um, the Mulan trailer got dropped uh, I think, again, earlier this week um, it's the new live action remake um, and it definitely looks like they're taking more of a um they're moving away from the original or er, the 1990s animated film a little bit. It's going to be live action. It's not a musical. Um they're cutting characters like Mushu and Shang in favor of focusing more on the actual Chinese legend aspect of it. Um did you guys watch it? Did you guys like it? What did you think? <sighs> <sighs>
4: We
3: loud uh, no, Oh no! Crap! I didn't mean for it to be that loud. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm excited for it um, because even though I really love like the original Mulan, mm-hmm. I'm not really in favor of the live action remakes of yeah. Disney. But to me, this doesn't feel like a live action remake. It just feels like a live action retelling because this is the like original story of Mulan and. Um, I think it can be something complete. It, I think it can be a completely new experience for audiences um, um, I think like the look of it looks um, looks good um, mm-hmm. I'm going to miss um, Shang and I am going to miss Mushu and um, a few of the songs but, um, but you don't need that to um, like to create a, a good movie about Milan so yeah. yeah I'm looking forward to it
0: yeah definitely did you did you gather Did you all see it as well? Do you guys Do
2: you guys have any thoughts? Uh, I did, and I weirdly did not know this was going to be made until the night before um, the trailer dropped. I had just oh. I turned on the original Mulan, uh, co- oh. complete coincidence. And I'm pulling up the cast list so that as I do every time I watch Mulan, I get to be shocked by the fact that Donny Osmond did Shang's singing. Yeah, and always- I go, Oh my gosh, what? And I do it. I've seen that movie. Dozens of times, I still get surprised. Um, But, and then I see on kind of the Google headline that there's going to be a new trailer dropped. And and when I watched it the next day, I was pleasantly surprised. I think it's such a different take. The only thing that's staying the same, it seems like, is the logo, the font. And that's (laughs) totally fine. It's like, that might be the way to do a retelling, is to not do that shot for shot, because then you'll be scrutinized. Just go in a whole new direction take the original legend and just make something beautiful and and i think that's what they're doing
0: yeah i totally agree chase abby adam any thoughts um i
1: would say i agree with ethan as well i actually um heard about the remake like oh, like, half a year ago or something, because there was, like, briefly some controversy controversy about Li Shang being um, cut as a character because people were saying, like, he's technically bisexual from the original. Um, that's a, like, ah, that's it, a stretch but,
0: and a half, I think. It's, yeah, I was <laughs> <just> thinking. <laughs> it,
1: really, it was, but... Because, it, like, it's not even canonically said whether he's... By or anything
0: no um, it's not like i'm attracted to you mulan as both a male <laughs> and a female <laughs> looks to camera and delivers <laughs>
4: you fight good yeah
0: yeah
1: i mean uh i agree that his character had sort of a bisexual subtext but at the same time like i don't think that's why it was cut and i think it's good that they're doing a new direction because if anything all of these like shot for shot remakes are super tiring at this point yeah and don't need any more of
0: those. Mm-hmm. And I'm also looking at the cast list for the, the new one now, and they um like Donnie Yen, J- uh, Jet Li, and Jason Scott Lee are all going to be in it, which I think is actually pretty interesting. And I hope they go. It looked like they were maybe going to do, trailer, but I from the trailer, but I hope they maybe go in a more action, almost martial arts kind of movie. I think that'd be really interesting to see that um done in a very big mainstream way um yeah and i think it looks very interesting the costumes look really good i think and as someone who um doesn't see a lot of chinese period pieces uh or at least i'm not as familiar with them i think it would like i said i think it'll be a kind of a cool way to maybe introduce that type of movie into general audiences but at the same time uh it's a disney remake so like i'm never gonna be 100 percent on it i think but the trailer looked mildly promising so you know hesitantly excited for all the um,
2: people upset that shang is cut they have no idea how upset i am that the character voiced by harvey firestein is what got cut
0: <laughs> oh i know a oh, little short warrior it's so good i need to rewatch mulan now Jeez. also i always think that's harvey firestein playing like a butch like warrior
4: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: yeah iconic <laughs> um also i just realized that when we started the episode i was gonna do something and i totally forgot so as a quick um belated intro i wanted to go around and everyone say what their most recently watched film was and give a quick quick little um summary like quickly say their thoughts i thought that'd be a kind of a cool way to catch up with everyone on their movie watching experiences so uh who wants to go first i guess i'll go down the line um ethan what about you you can go first
2: um, just talking about things that have been getting updated on Netflix, you know, I brought it up a couple times now, there's a whole batch of new movies, um, on there, and 20th Century Women got added, and I it's hopped okay. right on there, because that is such a classic, I never get tired of watching it, um, I, I have to get a certain dose of net binning every month, or I start to get physically ill, so, it's, it's a good one, I just, all around, and it's got a Talking Heads, you know, a lot of Talking Heads soundtrack in there, so. so
0: good, it's like, Bowie, Devo, and Talking Heads. Is great.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's a great, great movie.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, Ryan, do you want to go next? What was um, sure.
3: Uh, on Friday, I went to go see um, Spider Man Far From Home, and I really liked it. Oh, uh, I, thought it really uh, I thought it was really good. I thought it was really good. After it, I do need a little bit of a break from out. Marvel and like superhero stuff. I oh, know. <laughs> Well like well no' like no like, don't get me wrong that I, I love that stuff and I thought far from home was great I loved um, I liked Mysterio I thought he was pretty good like I thought he had like a lot of really good effects etc but um I thought and I liked how they explored like spider-man as like they're like hey like you gotta like step it up and then it's him struggling with Tony's death and like maturing and also he's trying to be his own person and they explored like the psyche of this kid and and mm. i and i thought it was just beautiful um and yep. like and then after that i'm like you know what? i need a little bit of a break from superhero films so me and my girlfriend watched the hangover and i'm like oh they added this on netflix and i forgot how much i love this film and yeah those are the two recent films that i watched
0: okay uh, chase what was your most recent movie that you watched
5: uh, the does it have to be like new or one that I've or like a new one that I've seen or that that I, I haven't seen before?
0: Anything uh, that you watched last is so yeah. Okay. What did you watched most recently?
5: something new that I watched last was *Mamma Mia*. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> that. I opened up
3: something yeah. on Twitter. I like not know. I didn't um, I know my sound was on. <laughs> <Hey>.
2: <laughs> David leaves, and we're just in complete chaos. Yeah,
0: <laughs> this
3: is great, you guys. What are you talking about? We're killing
0: it. We're killing it. Yeah. All right, Chase. What was the new movie you watched recently? <laughs> uh... Shoot, what
2: was Oh yeah um... <laughs> Wait I would say I would say figure that out and then Rachel You start from the cut again Yeah <laughs> Oh yeah
0: start from the what again
2: Start from the cut like pretend like we can like Jump back in As soon as Trace figures out the movie None of this is everything before now Since the since you got cut out We just pretend that hasn't happened
0: Okay do I want to start with you then
2: no, no, no. I mean, since we cut out and then it's Chase's turn, let's just yeah. let's refresh and then start, like, now.
0: Oh, like stop the recording and start again?
2: No, we can no, just, like, no, I just mean, cut the tape. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, like, do a little uh, ask him one more time and let him answer.
0: Okay. Uh, so, Chase, what was the most recent movie that you watched?
5: Uh, the most recent one that I watched was Ow! Ow! God. Okay, The most recent one that I watched <laughs> was The Muppet, um, because I was bored, and uh, I realized how good that... Oh, yeah, I just remembered it. Um, the most new movie that I watched was Mamma Mia. Oh! First... Oh, okay. The what first you think? I, that movie was... It was as cheesy as I thought it was going to be, but yeah. uh, I loved the music in it, and it was pretty... Pretty dang entertaining. Good. Yeah. yeah. You should watch *Mamma Mia* too. Yeah.
3: That movie slaps.
5: Yeah, I'm gonna. I was gonna do a double feature, but it was 12 a.m. and I had oh work the God. next day, so when it was when it was over, because I was laying in bed and I was trying my hardest not to fall asleep while watching it. Not because it was boring, just because I was laying in my bed and I fall asleep easy i have to say
2: i think i think even the biggest mamma mia fan out there would have the same exact thoughts as you it was cheesy but i like the music and it's entertaining that's about Mm -hmm. like as good as it gets and and i'm a huge fan
0: yeah (laughs) some things are
2: just fun for the sake of being fun yeah
0: absolutely yeah yeah
5: Hmm. it was Um, really funny
0: i need to watch those still um ethan do you want to go next
5: For my
2: most recent movie? Yeah, sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, I watched 20th Century Women on Netflix. Oh,
0: oh, right, yeah.
2: (laughs) I was like, I can't tell if you're doing um, another...
0: Cool. I forgot Forgot that we already covered you. Daily
2: dose of Annette Binning, yada, 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 fast forward. Okay.
0: Okay, Abby, what was your most recent movie?
1: Mine was uh, Roman Holiday two nights ago. I saw
0: that in Letterboxd. Yes,
1: I loved it so much um so good i had never seen it before and honestly part of why i chose it is because i accidentally gave myself um i accidentally renewed my stars account for a month i did the seven day free trial Mm -hmm. and so i was like well i'm just gonna watch as many movies on here as i can so heads up roman holidays on stars um but yeah and uh i loved it 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 was just, it was very, like, subtly funny throughout, um, and Gregory Peck and Audrey Hepburn are both gorgeous, so, of course, that was fun, (laughs) they're so beautiful, um, and it just has so many, like, iconic scenes, and, um, what was I going to add? One thing that I liked about it is, like, with a lot of classic movies, uh, I'm always kind of iffy about, like, how men interact with women, but in this particular, like, movie, Gregory Peck's character was actually, like, a super, like, empathetic Mm -hmm. person, much more, like, respectful as a lead to his leading lady, so it was, it was, I don't know, really touching, and then the end was quite bittersweet, as you had. Um, noted yeah I
0: literally cried oh no (laughs) I mean it is such a great ending yeah and I feel like Gregory Peck has that kind of vibe in a lot of his movies of being very I mean I think of mainly To Kill a Mockingbird but he has that Mm -hmm. vibe of being very empathetic and sweet and very supporting Um, yeah which is kind of different than a lot of other old movie stars personas back then so what a wonderful movie all right adam last movie Midsummer. oh what do you think
6: it is not great to be honest
0: not not feeling it
6: yeah there is a degree to which like criticism is very difficult and like it is it is especially difficult with like horror movies because like even at their like most like workman life and workman like and technical they're like often aiming at something like very deep seated in the audience um which is a reason i like why i um uh really appreciate when i find a critic who writes about horror in a way that i can connect with um but it also means that like i have like a really hard time figuring out like why lots of horror movies work for me or don't work for me um this is a movie that like is like I could point out like various problems with it, but like none of it like really congeals into this is why I don't think it's a very good movie. Um, like yep. the pacing is just feels entirely off. The camera work is um, plain and stilted. The, uh, the acting, actually the acting's really good. Um,
4: mm-hmm. The one high the, point.
6: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that, like, I think that might be a thing of, like, Ari Aster, I think, might be best as a, like, you know, actor's director. Whereas, like, judging by this, he doesn't really have a very good visual sense, at least, like, as far as I'm able to parse out. Like, it feels very much, like, it feels very, like, half, half of it is very much, like, the first idea to come to mind, or, like, the Oh, this feels very, like, film Um, student-y. Like, there's, like, three or four instances of the, like, Lawrence of Arabia cuts where, like... Oh. we're going to cut on a sound effect or something.
0: Yeah, like, Um, smash cuts kind of thing.
6: Yeah, there's, like... God, there's this shot that is just the dumbest thing, which is, like, (laughs) there's this car going along this road in Sweden. And as they're going, the, like, soundtrack picks up and... Is this droning noise as the camera turns upside down <laughs> and it's just the most like awkward like careless thing and but like overall like it just didn't work for me i can't i don't know exactly why yeah. but it just it just doesn't it doesn't connect it doesn't really hit on anything There were moments where I felt like it was coming close to connecting and then just didn't. Um, Mm. And it's, I don't know, it's really disappointing. Also, like, one thing I want to say is that this movie does something really, really, really awful in the beginning of the movie. um, Where, like, there's this, like, sudden random act of violence by a character with bipolar disorder and it oh, is just yeah. the most like demonizing thing and it's really awful
0: i heard people i was, saw people tweeting about that and also the um the sort of physical deformed care physically deformed characters how that's like a really old horror trope that's kind of bad and how he still uses it in this movie type thing um yeah, and that's the problem with horror. I feel like it is, like you were saying, it is supposed to be so base level and like emotional and instinct. That yeah, sometimes it just doesn't work with people, and yeah, I yeah, I can I can see what you're talking about. Yeah, Bummery didn't like it though, because I know that was a big hyped movie.
4: Yeah,
6: it's funny though. Like this is a weird year in that like there are four directors who previously had only made one film who make horror movies and all have their second movie coming out this year.
0: Yeah. Like who else were you thinking of? Obviously Jordan Peele, right?
6: Jordan Peele. Uh mm. Robert Eggers, Roger
0: Eggers? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. The
6: who Witch. made The Witch and yes. has The Lighthouse coming out? And uh Jennifer Kent, who made The Babadook, has The oh, yeah. Nightingale coming out this year.
0: Yeah. Big interesting resurgence of new horror quote unquote auteurs. Yeah yeah good good mini review uh so i'll be really quick but my most recent film i watched was hot fuzz with my brother um because mm. we just we wanted to watch like a more modern oh i love that it, it's really good i noticed this time around i don't know if it was because i already knew what was coming that it seemed to drag a little bit which is ironic considered like considering the like the super quick like comedy and editing of it um but it seemed to be, plot-wise, at least, or mystery-wise, meander a little bit, which I sometimes notice with either mystery or, like, crime dramas, or <laughs> dramas, you know what I mean, comedies, um, but it's so clever, and, like, there's so many, like, references and throwbacks, like, it's such a cleverly written script, um, and it is funny how pretty straight-faced they play everything, um, it's great, it's very fun, I still need to see Baby Driver, I have no excuse, um, but yeah Edgar Wright's really fun and if anyone if any of y'all watched the CNN they're doing a new miniseries called the movies which it seems to be like a kind of surface level history of American film um but it's still kind of entertaining and they have a lot of directors on to talk about films that they like and Edgar Wright was one of those and he seemed very charming in this most recent episode so um I like him and I want to explore more of his work so okay so that was everyone's uh, most recent films i think so to quickly move on to our n- main discussion i wanted to talk about classic films classic films older films foreign films um, any films that people might not uh have might not know about and should seek out so i thought um we'd also go around really quickly and everyone briefly mention one of their favorite older or classic films and the definition i think can be pretty broad whatever you consider an older or classic film to be um yeah so everyone go around and name one of your favorite older movies. Um, Adam, if you want to start, we'll go backward.
6: Um, All right. Um. Hmm.
0: It's hard to think of them.
6: Yeah, Hmm. it's... um,
0: It doesn't have to be your main favorite, but maybe one that you would, one that you really like. Yeah, fair.
6: like. Um, Like, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind for me, like always, for some reason, is the movie Ikiru. Oh, yeah. Which is a movie uh, directed by Akira Kurosawa, who is a filmmaker I really like. Mm. Um, And uh, it is a it's this movie about this guy who is a, like, bureaucrat in maybe Tokyo? Some, like, big city in uh, Japan. Um, And he, like, right at the beginning of the film, he learns that he has stomach cancer. Um, and this, the whole movie is this, like, sort of existential, like, uh, exploration of, like, okay, how has he been living his life, and, like, him trying to find a, like, an answer for, like, why, why he lives a certain way, and how he should spend the remainder of his time, essentially. Mm
4: -hmm.
6: Um, and it is one of those movies that, like, it's, it's... It very much shows off a lot of what, like, Kurosawa does really well, which is the, like, very classic, like, um, very, like, careful and, like, well-framed, like, movements and, like, frame compositions and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, It has, like, uh, it has, uh, like, Kurosawa-style acting, like, acting in, like, older films tends to be a little bit more, like, uh, theatrical than it is nowadays. Um, Mm -hmm. And but especially so in the at least the Japanese movies that I've seen and even more so in the uh, movies by Kurosawa that I've seen. Um, but this is one that is sort of like like that technically, but like pulled back a little bit. Um, like just enough to where it is like um, not particularly jarring for folks who like aren't really used to that sort of thing, I think. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's pro- that is probably my... Um, Uh, my favorite movie by him and he's one of my favorite directors
0: that's great and i think that might that film might be on canopy um since they have a lot of criterion do you happen to know if it's streaming anywhere i can look it up but
6: uh i do not i think it's on canopy it's definitely on um criterion channel at this point um i do not know off the top of my head though
0: i'll check but that's a great recommendation um, okay, who was last? Um, Abby, do you have any fave old older movies?
1: Um, I don't know if this would count. I think it would. Sound of Music, I... Oh, yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> a classic. It is. It's is such a classic. It was, like, my favorite movie of all time growing up, and I would sing all the songs constantly. <laughs> if I'm having a bad day, I'll listen to the soundtrack. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. I think everybody knows what that is. It's
0: it's it's a classic it's great and i think actually interestingly enough you mentioned the soundtrack i think when it came out that soundtrack was like one of the highest selling albums of the year if not the 60s as a whole um because it, it, it came from a time where broadway and musical soundtracks were major sellers and i think that's such an interesting um thing because everyone knows the songs every single person knows the movie um and I feel like that's also a lot of people's, like, kind of intro into musicals and older movies, because they show, they would show it, like, all the time on ABC, like, on on a network TV, so that's a great, um, that's a great one. Also, I looked it up, and Akira is on Canopy, which is free through the UTD library, so, um, quick recommendation. Um, okay, um, let me see, Ethan, do you want to go next?
2: Sure, um, for me, it, it's something uh, I just saw really in the last year. It's um, Strangers on a Train, Hitchcock. Oh, so good. I yeah, fell in love with that one. It was just, it's clever and it doesn't, to me, it does not drag. He just, ha- it has the perfect just kind of tone and pattern and everything to it. Um, And of course you have um, Farley Granger, who is extremely handsome, you know, in the lead role. And so that's fun. It's
0: possibly it, handsome
2: and and the um book that it was based on is by Patricia Highsmith who did yes. the novel that Carol was based on she did talented Mr Ripley mm-hmm. um and i believe something else too so she's it's just a great story um and it's super interesting and that and this is way later than uh, the movie Adam was talking about but still some theatrical acting i love the character of bruno is just full paul lind like loud yeah. screaming at his mother, kind of like um, bratty character. And I just, I love all the little things about it.
0: Actually really quickly, Strangers on a Train is from 1951 and Ikiru is 1952. So actually around the oh, same really?
2: time. Oh, I didn't yeah. even, I did not piece that together. Okay.
0: Um, But yeah, oh, that movie's awesome. Also the final, I won't spoil it, but the final fight on the carousel, when I saw that the first oh, time, gosh. I was like screaming. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> it's the craziest set piece and there's so many weird like so many hitchcock movies there's so many weird undertones that you can pick up on that are kind of skirting the haze code and i think that's fascinating mm-hmm. yes um,
2: it's it's a, a little bit of a yeah just i would say my the word i love to use to sum it up is just psychotic yeah just that manic carousel scene just the character everything about it's just kind of crazy and and i love it
0: absolutely um ryan do you want to go next What's some one of your Favorite older uh,
3: films? Sure. Um, one of my favorite uh, older films is The Public Enemy. Um, <gasps> oh, yeah.
0: The James Cadney film.
3: Oh, yeah, it, it's a great James Cadney film. He's got uh, good chemistry with Gene Harlow. Mm-hmm. And um, it's basically just a classic 1930s, I think it came out, like 1930-something. Mm-hmm. Yep. Really early. Uh, 1930s. Yeah, like a gangster film. And I got introduced to it um, because uh, there used to be this fantastic attraction at uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios called the Great Movie Ride, and one of oh, the scenes yeah. that you went through was *The Public Enemy*. That's how I got introduced to it, and it's just like a classic gangster film—just like people just rising out of poverty just to be kind, just to kind of become these like this, these killers and like leaders like of these gangs. And mm-hmm. what makes like James Cadney's character different is because. Like he actually has like a good relationship with his family, and he wants to keep it that way. Yeah. Um. So he's got to keep that reputation with his family, and then his air quote girlfriend, like wife lady, um, <laughs> and also like his former partner, and it's just like overall like that's just classic Hollywood, and I just and I have a good time every time I watch it.
0: It's really great. James Cagney might be one of my favorite, actually, like old Hollywood actors because he's so charismatic whenever he's on screen,
4: he and is.
0: he do drama and also like comedy musicals both so well. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a great one, and that's also um, it was 1931, so very early, and that's a great example of pre-code movies before the Hays Code was implemented. And I remember watching it. I actually, watched that one recently as well, um, and. Even just noticing kind of some of the things that they're they're allowed to get away with, I was kind of surprised by. Um,
3: he hit his he hit his girlfriend in this movie, and I'm like, oh yeah,
0: uh, it's all nuts. right, yeah. But that's a yeah. I think that's a really great introduction to like pre code crime movies. That's a good one. All right. all right, Chase, do you have any any faves?
5: Um, I haven't really seen any old movies. Like the only one that I can. I think it can probably be if you would classify it as old would be the Muppet movie.
0: Yeah, totally. No. Uh, Oh,
5: the Muppet movie and the Great Muppet Caper were classics. Yeah, I think its fortieth anniversary is like this week. Oh really? Hmm. Yeah, it's coming back to theaters.
0: But yeah, it's more Muppet movies. Um, there's um. There's a YouTube channel called Defunct Land that does. Uh, oh
3: yeah, yep.
0: Have you been watching it? They just—they're doing a series right now, all about the history and life of Jim Henson, uh, mm. and it's absolutely fascinating. Like he really was such a trailblazer, and it, yeah, it's a really great series. But I—the only Muppet movie I've watched is the uh, Christmas Carol one, but I really loved it. <laughs> it's so good. Um, and the puppet... yeah, Muppets are amazing, and like just the expression. And the emotion that they managed to get across with just puppets is uh, really amazing. That's a good one.
1: Yeah.
0: Good. Um, so mine, I'll be pretty brief. But my favorite um, is probably... Uh, or the one that I actually... The earliest one that I can really remember is Singing in the Rain. I mean, it's like a classic. Mm-hmm. It's a great intro, I think. Um, and it's one of the first old movies that my mom really got me into. But I think the comedy really holds up. We saw it at in a theater like as a re-release a couple years ago. And just watching it with an audience makes the humor land even better. And it's so funny. All the characters are really fun. Uh, The music sequences are literally iconic and really beautifully done and varied. Um, And you still get, like, fantasy dream ballets because it's Gene Kelly, which I love. Um, And obviously, it's, like, considered one of the best musicals, like, the best musical of all time and for good reason. So um, that's definitely one of my favorites. So... Um, now that we're all kind of on the same page, I want to do some quick movie recommendations, if we haven't done enough already. Um, so on online and with my friends, I was asking people what their favorite like genres of movies are or favorite types of movies. And some are kind of specific, some are more broad, but I thought it'd be kind of interesting to talk about what, what recommendations we would give for these types of um, film genres. So... Uh, and I don't know if you guys have any as well, but I have a few that we could talk about. Um, so one that Jovi mentioned, friend of the pod, Jovi, um, he mentioned that he really likes sad romances that are beautifully shot. Um, so if any of you guys have movie ideas that kind of fit that description, um, throw them out there. I can definitely think of a few.
3: but That's oddly specific.
0: <laughs> I know. It, I, I like how, love how specific that is. But at the same time, like, yeah, there's a lot of really good movies that fit that. Mm. Um, I can kick it off if you want. It's not quite an old movie, but it's a foreign film. But I would definitely say In the Mood for Love. The Wong Kar oh, Wai. absolutely. It's so beautiful and, like, swoony. And it reminds me kind of a lot of... I mean, it is a period piece, but it's, like, 60s. It reminds me of a lot of older period dramas where it's, like, that sort of repression of love and kind of sexuality. And the the thrill that just, like, touching someone's hand can give you or passing them in an alleyway... By a ramen shop it's so just like swoony and uh, it's beautiful but that's a really great one as well um and the the costumes are beautiful and i think it was it's probably one car one of his more well-known films i would guess but definitely probably
6: outside of like chungking express right
0: yeah uh, for mm-hmm. me those are the two that i knew the most that may be happy together but that's even um that's even pushing it but um but yeah in the mood for love if Jovi, for listening, he's probably already seen this, but if anyone's looking for a similar, beautifully lush, lushly shot romance in the Move for love, which is streaming also on Canopy, but uh, what do you guys think? Do you have any movies that kind of fit that description? I, um, I was. Would, oh, go ahead. Sorry,
1: you go first.
0: You go. Okay,
2: okay. Uh, I was gonna say a pretty re- some two. I have two pretty recent options. Um, if Beale Street Could Talk. Yes. Um, was that just was a
0: lot so, of, yeah. uh, of in the mood for love. Those movies seemed very similar to me.
2: And then um, also, Call Me by Your Name was yeah. I think so oh, yeah. beautifully shot. Just it captures those long summer days, and mm-hmm. it just it it fully pulls you in. So um, I would say both of those would be good recommendations.
0: Yeah, those all have very similar vibes. Kind of I cheesy, think so too. Yeah, warm kind of like yeah, it's kind of summery and sort of like. St- steamy but not like sort of in a sexual way but also just like temperature wise like the vibe, yeah, like, feeling of like so when
2: you're different. with someone you love that it f- can feel like it's only been two seconds um, yeah. fle- you know fleeting moments and at the same time it feels like you've been with them a lifetime it's kind of that and somehow all of those have that essence
0: yeah absolutely and great soundtracks too on all those
2: mm, yes Mm-hmm.
0: Any other any other recommendations for this very specific category?
3: Ethan took
2: mine.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh,
2: sorry, I yeah I'm gonna throw it out too. <laughs> no man, you are good.
1: I was gonna say Roman Holiday could also kind of fit yeah. this bill. Mm-hmm. Definitely, it's like I mean, some of the shots are quite plain, but mostly just it's like a very beautiful movie, I think.
0: And also, it goes back to I think that sort of love in a sort of like Call Me by Your Name, the love in a foreign country, where it's mm-hmm. like they're both not italian sort of you know like call me by your name but they're both sort of connecting in this foreign country um i haven't seen Lost in translation but i'm it seems kind of similar right of two americans meeting in a foreign country and having a sort mm-hmm. of sad romance Rowan so good. <laughs> you can
3: maybe argue the notebook
0: yeah definitely a sad romance beautifully shot sure Um, it's not quite an older film, but the before trilogy, uh, by Richard Linklater, um, specifically mentioned how he really likes this movie, but it's not sad per se, but it's so realistic in, again, two foreigners meeting in a foreign country, but, um, just of, it's so dialogue heavy and the two actors, um, Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy have amazing chemistry and just seeing them like banter and fall in love and, um, I don't know where they are—Prague, Vienna—I think—in the movie. Um, but that's a beautiful one, and just seeing how their relationship progresses and falls apart over the course of three movies—that's um, a really beautiful one. I'm trying to scroll through my letterbox and see. This is definitely a letterboxed kind of episode. Trying yes. <laughs> to scroll yeah. through and see if you can find good mm-hmm. ones. But um, any other ones you can guys you guys can think of?
6: Uh, days of Heaven
0: oh yes that's a great one. Oh my god yeah. definitely a sad romance <laughs> like, yeah oh. very like
6: not very like warm but distant um yeah, absolutely there's um it's like a very it's like a very gorgeous film but like it's interesting because like you are like you feel like very far away from like the main action i think and like <laughs> it's been posited that like Idea that I've sort of like bought into that I've heard elsewhere is that like that is largely because like that kind of works, I think, because like, yeah, eventually I'll get to the point.
4: Um, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the movie is very works. much,
6: yeah, the movie is very much from, um, like Linda's character's perspective. Like, it, it's not just beca- that she is like, um, narrating the film, she's also like, she is the sort of like protagonist essentially she's like the like person yeah. who we like we are viewing uh, all of this like happening th- um the person whose viewpoint is like through which we are like watching this movie
4: yeah
6: um and it does lend this sort of like this very strange sort of like wistfulness to it like ah these people they really don't know what's best for them um
0: uh-huh. and there's so many it- kind of undertones that are going on that you're picking up on but you don't know if she's picking up on it as well. Linda, by the way, is I'm um, a child in this film. Um, so, yeah, and you're kind of seeing this weird love triangle kind of play out, but no one's quite happy about it. Um, and, yeah, there's so many really interesting relationship dynamics happening all in this, again, kind of swoony um, environment set in the Old West. Or is it the West? Texas? Texas. North okay, Texas. That's, okay, that's what I thought. Um, it
6: wasn't filmed there interestingly it was filmed in yeah, Canada
0: yeah bizarrely but it kind of fits the sort of wheat field kind of expanse of Texas kind of look but that's yeah. a great that's a really good one and that's also a sad movie
6: very sad and a it's, really um, fun
0: Richard Gere too anyway go ahead
6: it's interesting in that like it's only the second movie that Malik ever made Terrence Malik, and yeah. he's like known for like monologues or narration or that sort of thing right Mm-hmm. um and his first movie like another like tragic romance um and like had a narration for like a very particular reason originally days of heaven wasn't going to have that but they just thought there's a there's like a day during production where they thought well maybe we should and they just had they had linda Mans, the character the actor who plays linda come over to like the um uh where they're like showing the rushes and they uh, had her like sort of ad-lib na- uh, narration over that Crazy. Um, and that's why the movie, like, eventually, like, had narration in the end.
0: And I think that works, because it, it, that, the fact that she ad-libbed all the narration kind of works for the sort of, kind of off-the-cuff way she's narrating the film, and the off-the-cuff way she's experiencing all of this happening, um, yeah, absolutely, that's a great movie. Um, I have some more, but we can either move on to the next category. Uh, two I'll mention really quickly: our brief encounter and a matter of life and death. Two British films from the forties, um, both very good. One is in color, half in color, and one's in black and white. I think but it's the bill very huh? well. Oh yeah! Can I cut out. Nope, you're still
1: good. Okay, yeah, Brokeback Mountain, I think. Oh it yeah, very well. Oh,
0: so. <laughs> sad romances. It's so heartbreaking. <laughs> it's so sad. And I feel like that's another—that's a movie that gets a lot of flack, or you know, it became the literal butt of jokes for like ten years, mm-hmm. and it's like ha, ha gay cowboys. But that's a tragic, beautifully <laughs> movie. like it's so good and so sad, and I hate that it's become. You know, people just make jokes at the expense of it. But
2: I will—I want to throw out with it—brought um, up one of my favorite uh, written jokes from television ever. Was on Veep. And someone said, "I can't quit you." It's it's like that uh, that gay cowboy movie. And the other guy says, "Oh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance." (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) They're not wrong. Like that that's a fun broy hangout movie. Um, Just
3: guys being dudes.
0: Just guys being dudes hanging out. With their dicks out. (laughs) Um, that's a great movie too. Um those are all wonderful recommendations um okay so ryan you submitted um or you kind of mentioned dramas biographical dramas and political thrillers um so this is a little bit broader of a category but what are some of y'all's favorite biograph biopics political thrillers and you can expand on this ryan if you want um like so uh...
3: Like, so my favorite genre is biographical drama, which is, like, it's not essentially, it's not essentially, like, a biopic just about, like, one person. It's about, like, an event, a group of people, Mm -hmm. um, something like that, like Dunkirk. Like, I would consider that a biographical drama. Uh, Argo, uh, The Social Network, um, stuff like that. Mm Mm -hmm. and, um, And, like, political thrillers, I'm just, like, I've been like kind of like getting into
0: it a little bit. Um, yeah, it's they're, it's a great genre.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's a very interesting genre, and like I want to expand more into it. But like, but I'm always like going to be in the theater for like a biographical drama, like a Imitation Game, uh, mm-hmm. for example.
0: Okay, well, I have two political thrillers that are kind of similar that you might like. Hmm. Um, so one of them is uh, Three Days of the Condor. These are starring the same person, both from the '70s, but Three Days of the Condor and All the President's Men. Um, so they're both 70s political thrillers starring Robert Redford. So a very, uh-huh. even more And you can include Captain America Winter Soldier in that um, vein as well, which is mm-hmm. definitely what they are referencing. But so Three Days of the Condor, it's, um, he's a, he's like a researcher that works for the CIA and he has like a little team and he just kind of does research. And Robert Redford goes out for a sandwich and comes back and finds his entire team dead. And he realizes that like, he's now on the run and he has to figure out why they were all killed. And it's like um, all these like shadowy conspiracies, and um, Max von Sydow, who's like a legend, is a guy the, the assassin kind of going after him, and he has to figure out what this political cover up is, and it's so good. Um, but that one also kind of ties really well with All the President's Men, which is the story of Watergate. It's Woodward and Bernstein, Dustin Hoffman and Robert Redford uncovering the Watergate scandal, um, and that. You know it's a it's a true story and it's a little um a little like spotlight if you're into journalism dramas it's obviously like a little slow per se but love um, spotlight okay well Ooh. then you'll love all the president's men right. <laughs> uh, and it's really great because they take the kind of spotlight journalism aspect but add that this layer and like flavor of political thrillers because this was the 70 s and that was such a big genre at the time because they're meeting like deep throat the shadowy informant in like this parking garage and the only thing you can see of him is his like cigarette smoke it's so good (laughs) so that's where that
3: came from because like kids tv shows like they did like parodies of that where it's like like, this like skeevy guy that's where it came from and this is um is this a three days at the condor or all the president's men
0: um that one's all the president's men okay um but yeah because it's i mean it's it's literally iconic of robert redford in this dark and a parking garage meeting this guy and you can't really see his face, but he's like telling, giving him hints about what is what to investigate for Watergate. It's very good. Those two are those two slap. Um, but any anyone else have any good like political thrillers, biodramas, biopics?
2: Um, I was going to throw. Out, it wasn't very well received, but I was. I'm just a fan of the story. Um, Trumbo, starring Brian Cranston. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just such an interesting, fun story. Um, and I think he turned out a good performance in it. Uh, so that's just a good one to know about the Hollywood blacklist and stuff. You know, every film class touches on it, but you get to just kind of see it from his perspective.
0: Yeah, it's such an interesting period of Hollywood history um, and obviously very shameful and sad. Huh. Uh, if any of you guys are into podcasts, the the podcast You Must Have Remembered This it's all about Hollywood history, and they did a miniseries all about the blacklist and focusing on different stories of people who were affected by it, um, including Dalton Trumbo and how he ended up writing Spartacus and kind of breaking the blacklist, sort of. But yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting period of time.
3: For the record, I'm writing all these down. Um,
0: Good! I was yeah, considering!
3: But, but uh, Trumbo, was, uh, it's yeah. been on
0: my list for a while. I was considering making like a letterboxed list of movies that we've recommended or something, just mm-hmm. to kind of keep track of everything. Um but yeah, if any of you guys have any other suggestions for biodramas, political movies.
6: I mean that kind of fits a lot of the like Sonny Lynette movies, right? Like yeah. Serpico, Dog Day Afternoon, oh. um Yeah. Network in a sort of roundabout way. hmm mm.
0: I was also thinking, um, uh the china syndrome and silkwood because those are both about nuclear cover-ups and um these are all these are all 70s movies because this was such a hot thing in the 70s but um i would totally i was actually thinking about dog day that movie is literally it's so good yeah and that's a and that's a real story and it's it's a crazy story and yeah that one's a really good one what are some of your which one is your fave out of all those
6: i mean definitely dog day
0: yeah,
6: it's Um so good. But like the, the, those other two are good as well. Um mm-hmm. I, Network is probably the one that like more people like. Um mm-hmm. and Serpico, like is probably the one people like the least. Um but it is like <laughs> Serpico. I yeah, Serpico. it's good. I like um uh I really like uh Al Pacino in those cuz like he's a lot more yes. He's allowed to be a lot more like expressive than he is in um uh Godfather. Um
0: Yeah. And sensitive. Like, him in Dog Day Afternoon, he is, like, sweaty and panicky and skinny and, like, yelling a lot and not in control of the situation. Which, yeah, like you said, is such a contrast, especially with, like, his later films where he's, like, a very hyper-masculine, you know, mob boss in various movies. But, yeah, in, in Serpico, he's got a big old beard and he adopts, like, a puppy and he's investigating police corruption and... In Dog Day, he's trying to rob a bank for his partner's sex change. It's it's so interesting. And I totally agree. Early 70s Al Pacino, like, cannot be beat. It's so good. Any other recommendations? Thoughts?
3: Uh, Argo. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll talk about that movie all day. Um, where do I start? <laughs> um, it's beautifully shot. Um, and if you look at it... Um, All the shots in uh, Iran and Tehran, they're very, like, gritty. And um, they, like, really capture a lot of the golds and the brown, um, like, colors and aspects. And when you're in the CIA, it's all very, like, black and white. And then, like, when you go to Hollywood, like, all the colors are kind of oversaturated. And I think the cinematography is perfect. Ben Affleck had great direction. And it's overall just like a captivating story. And also, you have um, uh, John Goodman and uh, Alan Arkin um, playing these like Hollywood big shots. And uh, John Goodman, um, I forgot the name of the person he portrays, but he made the um, the monster uh, makeup for um, Planet of the Apes. And oh, awesome! Yeah, and that god, that movie is just fantastic. I was I was gonna get it at Target because it was only five dollars. So and Now I regret <laughs> it
0: oh no you probably to get it on amazon it might be on sale
3: oh yeah i'm gonna get that when money when money comes in
0: <laughs> gotta go buy some
3: Argo blu-rays
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> all right any other recommendations because if not we can move on to our next genre mm. um okay so maria on twitter mentioned she likes spooky mysterious surreal movies non-linear films and Movies about folklore and urban legends. So I have one that fits the bill pretty much exactly. Um, it would be the weird 50s B-movie, Carnival of Souls. Um, that movie's awesome. It was originally produced as like a super low-budget B-movie that played... Um, like at drive-ins, kind of. But it's really scary and weird. It's about this woman who drives off a bridge with her, all of her friends. And she's the only one who survives... And she starts seeing this, like, freaky dude in a suit following her everywhere. Like, she'll go into these, like, trances where time stops. And she's just she sees this guy following her. And she drives past this, like, abandoned carnival. And she's, like, weirdly entranced by it. Um, and she starts... Yeah, so she hallucinates. And it all kind of... Uh, oh, one second. One second. One second. Sorry, I'm back. Okay. Um, Anyway, so she starts, she's entranced by this weird abandoned carnival, and all kind of comes to a head in this, like, freaky finale, and it's kind of Lynchian. I mean, I know that I feel like descriptor is overused, but it's genuinely very scary, and for a, it's so low budget that it works, it's awesome. So, would recommend Carnival of Souls. I think that might also be on Canopy as well.
6: But. It also has that, like, feel of, it is very much a movie that feels like an urban legend in a way. Yeah, um, like uh-huh. it does very much feel like oh yeah, there's that there's that town with that weird abandoned Turkish baths and like yeah, uh, everyone who goes in doesn't come out. That sounds like the sort of thing you would hear about like in a like a small town Americana gas station, right?
0: Yeah, totally. And I think in the movie, she's like, "Hey, what is that?" And they're like, "Oh, it's just like kind of a weird like abandoned carnival. No one goes there anymore." <laughs> um, it's awesome. Um, nice. so I would definitely recommend Carnival of Souls for that but what are some of the movies that you guys think are nice and like spooky surreal um, kind of non like, the, like like she said like non-linear um, any other good ones like that I mean Lynch ones like Lynch movies obviously I can think of are kind of big obvious ones
1: um, um, I kind
3: of want to I... hear Adam's take on this because <laughs> he just seems like the expert <laughs>
4: I'm sorry, the, uh, you can go
6: ahead. The first things that come to mind for that are uh, a pair of films, both by the same director, um, Onibaba and Kuroneko. Um,
0: Ooh, yeah, I've heard of those.
6: They're both horror films. I believe they're both loosely based on, like, um, uh, like Japanese folk myths. Um, they're both directed by a guy named uh, Kanato Shindo, um, and they are these very strange sort of, like, uh like horror Jap- like Japanese horror period pieces. They're both set in like times of war. Um I don't know my Japanese history well enough to say exactly when. Um and they both deal with like um uh like themes of like uh like they deal with some kind of heavy stuff. Like that's a thing you should know before you like just go watch them. Like they both deal a lot with like uh sexual frustration and sexual violence and that sort of thing. But they are also just, like, incredibly evocative and are just—they manage to be the sort of, like—they almost get that, like, slightly less surreal, but, like, still sort of, like— As I said before, criticism is hard. Um,
0: <laughs> it's uh, hard saying thoughts into words, absolutely.
6: Yeah, it's um, it's got the sort of tone that you don't see that much in, like, horror movies these days. and Or you didn't really see that much in horror movies, like, back in the old days. You uh, very rarely see it these days. But, like, it's almost mm-hmm. the same sort of feel as, like, a... um, Like, like Carnival of Souls. It, like, has that yeah. sort of, like, the it's they're neither of them are like particularly tight like thrillers um but they're still like really good horror movies i think
0: yeah kind of almost like evocative and kind of dreamy but in a scary way maybe yeah i looked it up on um letterboxd and just the header picture looks very freaky <laughs> it's like a woman on the ground in a scary demon mask
6: <laughs> yeah
0: that sounds rad
6: and it it gets into this thing that like there's this strange feeling to like movies like 50s and 60s movies set during this period of time for japan feel like oddly apocalyptic Mm -hmm. like onibaba or what was that
0: oh i mean that would make sense yeah
6: yeah like onibaba is a movie about these like pair of women who are like they live in like this basically like at the edge of this like massive like reed field or like uh this massive like field of like really tall grass and retreating soldiers occasionally pass through and they'll kill them and take their weapon and armor, take their weapons and armor and like go sell them for grain. Um, which is like a very like weirdly, like very weirdly like apocalyptic or like, like sort of like almost like post cataclysm sort of like um, story. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Any other ones that you guys have? Any other spooky movies?
2: I feel like it's my duty as the resident um, Twitter film hobbyist, um, you know, 2010s <laughs> Stan type of uh, viewer to throw out Suspiria. Um, yep. Uh, both. Oh, the original Both, versions, too. both yeah. yeah, the original, the newest one. Um, just both really intense and spooky in a really different way
4: yeah that's right. and
2: and honestly the first one is just visually striking i th- compared to the luca guadagnino just beautiful and and unsettling like uh midsummer yeah. now is kind of what i i thought of suspiria just having the like the the colors up against this what's happening in the story is like it's it's pretty striking. yeah it's
0: almost like kind of like um disorienting and how lush and colorful they are it's almost sickly and weird it's mm-hmm. awesome. is there any stream the original suspiria what'd you say is
1: there anywhere you can stream the original suspiria
0: um that's a good question i remember when i was looking for it a couple months ago it was kind of i found it on like a weird horror website it might be one of those ones where it's weirdly like public domain um I don't know. You might have to search that. I saw it online and also in theaters at draft house, but I found it just online by Googling it. Um, But
6: uh, it is streaming on um, a service called Tubi, which I've never heard of. I, I see it occasionally on just watch, but um, it's also streaming on a service called um, uh, hoopla, which you might have through your local library.
1: Hoopla. Ah, hoopla. All right.
6: (laughs) Unfortunately, their, like, streaming quality isn't very good. Like, it's, I believe, 720p, unless you have, like, uh, an Android device. Um, but their selection is all right.
0: That's good. Okay, know. I have um, one that's a little similar to Susperia, but less... Horror-y? Um, I would probably recommend for something that's kind of dreamy and weird. I would recommend the Peter Weir film *Picnic at Hanging Rock* from 1975. Um, it's about this group of schoolgirls in Australia in the early 1900s who go to this, go on a picnic to this um, kind of big natural, mo- you know, natural like rock structure called Hanging Rock, and they just disappear. And it's very weird and they don't they don't know what happened to these girls and this the first half of the movie is all about the girls and their kind of relationships and then they disappear and the second half is the community dealing with it and trying to figure out what happened um and it's very dreamy very feminine um it's like the whole film was filmed through a really really thin gauze to, so it literally gives like a gauzy weird feeling um it's really cool if you're into those kind of spooky dreamy films about like girls who are maybe too close with each other and then disappear. It's very weird, but that's a great one. Um, Any other last wrecks for nonlinear movies, spooky movies, surrealist films?
6: Uh, yeah. Um, another pair of movies, um, Nosferatu the Vampire and oh, yeah. uh, Heart of Glass by Werner Herzog. Oh, cool.
4: um,
6: uh most people have heard of like the Murnau version of Nosferatu but like the uh the Herzog version is actually really good. It stars um uh Isabella Gianni as Mina and she's great. She's like a really brilliant actor but it also stars um, Klaus Kinski who is like mm-hmm. who who was actively like psychotic um oh yeah as um the uh as uh, the like count Dracula? Do they, they say Dracula? There's a funny thing about uh, the original Nosferatu, which is they changed all the names oh, yeah. because of
0: copyrights. Copyright.
6: It's old enough that they yeah. had copyright strikes from um, the Sohrer estate. estate. Yeah, um,
0: I think it was in the in the 20s. Movie, it's Count Orlock, like, and it's Nosferatu instead of Dracula. Yeah, because the estate was like, no, we're not giving you the rights. Yeah. So for now, it was like, okay, I'll just make a fake one. That's fine.
6: Yeah. Uh looking at it now the Herzog version does actually use all of the like names from the uh uh from the like Stoker novel. And it is like it's not as like it it diverges quite a bit from um like the Murnau version, but it leans into the like sort of weird like like at awe at the state of the universe and at awe at the state of nature that like Herzog does so often. Mm -hmm. um and kinski is honestly like really fantastic he plays uh the count as this like weirdly like restrained and almost like bored character um and it's oddly compelling um and the other movie i said um part of glass is a movie where the plot's kind of weird i'm not gonna get into it but like Mm -hmm everyone in the movie except for some extras who were like blowing glass because they for safety reasons and there's one character who plays like a, a blind seer character everyone else on the film was hypnotized for the entirety of the production what? cycle um, and there's this weird it's movie watching this like rural community in like early 1800s Germany like slowly collapsing on itself
0: Ooh, what's it called?
6: A heart of glass.
0: Ooh, freaky. Mm. Didn't Werner Herzog and Klaus Kinsey try to like literally try and kill each other?
6: Yes, on multiple occasions.
0: Cool.
6: Or at least they planned to kill each other. Like they had. <laughs> I'm not sure that they like. That makes it I, so much better. <laughs> I don't know. Like the actual history, they like repeatedly like threatened each other and like made plans to kill each other and that sort of thing. But I'm not sure that like they ever actually made attempts on each other's life. I'm not sure about that. Still though yeah
0: <laughs> yeah okay. I like to I looked to have heart a glass on uh, Wikipedia, yeah, during shooting, all, almost all of the actors performed while under hypnosis. That's so weird. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds awesome. Okay, I'll do one more category and then we'll uh, move on. So I talked to my dad, and he said that um weirdly, he really liked revenge narratives. He likes revenge kind of stories in films, so I wanted to know if you guys had any good revenge movies. <laughs> Again, kind of specific, but um, a really commonly used narrative, I think.
4: Revenge films.
0: Yeah.
3: Oh, oh, oh! Uh, Django Unchained. That's oh the, yeah. That's mm-hmm. a great. That's a great revenge film. It's beautifully shot. Um, it's Quentin Tarantino. You got it all. Uh, mm-hmm. White people saying the N word. Um, <laughs> a lot of blood. Um, Weird visuals. Um, loud sigh. A loud sigh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was also, yeah, thinking it's
0: just it's Kill Bill, Jango. which is the other great, you know, revenge narrative. Oh yeah. I'm trying to think. It's hard to find ones that aren't kind of gross. Like, so I was thinking like uh, Death Wish or Taken. But what about
3: like- the um, the original and the remake, uh, True Grit?
0: Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I've never seen the original, but I watched um, the 2010 Coen Brothers one in like a high Hello? school class. Huh? You're still good. We can hear you.
2: Hello? Oh, I think we're having some technical difficulties. Yeah. Okay.
3: You know what? I'm just gonna exit and then just come back.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the Trigger ones are a really good recommendation. Um, Especially because Haley Steinfeld is so great in that in that remake. Um, yeah. That's a really good one, and uh, Jeff Bridges playing kind of what he's just morphed into now, like a gruff cowboy. <laughs> um, he just does that. I guess that's his persona now. But um, and also Josh Brolin and Matt Damon are both really good in that movie. That's really good. Yeah. One. A- any other good like revenge narratives, revenge movies?
2: Um, would we accept nine to five as revenge?
0: Um, yes. I would just definitely. to mix
2: it up, since we're going yeah. kind of action, dark cowboy, uh, yeah. you know, it's got three like, iconic female actresses in it, and it was yeah. way ahead of its time, and and they are seeking revenge for the mistreatment in the workplace, and it, it is just a fun, fun, crazy movie, and I will always, it'll always have a special place in my heart, um, yeah. and it yep. births a classic song, so, that I listen to
0: weekly. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, um. I'm trying to think of more revenge movies. It's kind of hard to, or at least in my letterbox that I'm scrolling through, it's kind of hard to think of good ones. Um, True Grit? Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, True Grit's definitely... Um, <laughs> I,
3: I remember I said that, but then I cut out, um, so I had to uh, exit and then re-enter. But yeah, the and I've, honestly, that's like one of like the best remakes I probably have seen in a good while. And that's a yeah. Joel and uh, Ethan Cohen remake, too. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that is a really good one. Um. yeah it's hard thinking of revenge movies I mean there's like a there's like bad ones but
3: Mean yeah. Girls
0: yeah mm-hmm. Um, I mean like Commando like are we talking like 80s action movies yes. cause they kidnap his daughter and then he shoots like every single person in this fake Latin American country that's that the be... best
3: Schwarzenegger movie so ever
0: <laughs> he picks up a phone, bo- a phone booth with a guy in it and then throws it in his head it's literally so good
3: he, then, he he legit snaps a guy's neck on an airplane, on disguises him that he's asleep, and yep. he just goes to the flight attendant and just goes, "Don't disturb my friend. He's dead tired."
4: It's I'm so like,
0: stupid. <laughs> and then he like jumps off the plane by hanging off of it. Oh, it's so good. And then at he kills the guy by like impaling him into like a like a water heater, and then he goes to lit off some steam, and it's it's so good of Rocks. Um, but yeah, so if, unless anyone has any last recommendations, I think those are all good discussions. I think um, I think in every genre, ultimately, there's a classic movie or an indie movie that someone will like somewhere that they just maybe have never heard of. Um, so yeah, those were all really good recommendations. Um, so to wrap up, I thought that we would really quickly do a game. Hmm. um so we're gonna do the imdb keyword game so on every movie on imdb they have a list of keywords that are user submitted and uh my game is i'm going to give you give each of you a movie that i know you've seen because it's on your letterboxd and read the keywords to you and you have to try and guess what movie it is based on the plot keywords if you guys are down for it sure um, okay let me bring up imdb yeah i went through all of y'all's Letterboxed, so i know that you've seen these or at least i hope that you've seen these <laughs> Uh, and I, tried... I have
3: not updated my letterbox in like forever.
0: That's okay. I picked ones that you that you did log at least at one point. So, um, okay, Ryan, I'll start with you. Sure. Uh, let me bring it up on IMDb. Or at least I hope that you've seen this. I would assume that you have, but we'll uh, see. I
3: haven't updated it in like probably like a month or two. So that's
0: fine. Um, okay. So here are your keywords. So, um, stray cat, cat. car chase, car crash, road rage, animal hero and animal villain, Hmm. girl, New York City, Hmm. talking dog. Is this Oliver and company? Yeah, oh, dang it, that was way too easy. <laughs> yeah, I've seen I was, that like, since I was a kid. I was trying to pick like a deep cut Disney, <laughs> um, but I was like, all of these Disney ones are probably going to be really easy. I'll pick one that he maybe has, doesn't remember. Okay, turns out that was
3: a classic. For some reason, I was thinking of the movie Fluke for a sec, and I'm like, wait, that was a dog. <laughs> Nobody has seen Fluke. <laughs>
0: I was gonna say, do not know what that is.
3: <laughs> no, exactly. it's it's a it's an old like MGM movie. This this guy gets in a car crash and he's like reincarnated as a dog. It's really oh, weird.
0: Sick. Okay. Yeah. I'm into that. Um okay, Ethan, you're up next. I picked one that I that you definitely have seen and like, but I'm hoping this won't be t- too easy. So
2: okay. all right, are you ready? Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Betrayal. Murder disguised as accident. Manipulative woman.
2: Wait, I missed that. It cut out.
0: Oh oh no, okay. Um so betrayal?
2: Mm hmm. Murder good. Manip- disca-
0: yeah, manipulative woman. Okay. Nudity.
2: Um hold on. Is it the... Uh, um I feel like I know it is um I already forgot the name of it though. It's Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. No. Oh, okay. Um no. that okay. Do you That's know, know what a simple favor. Is? A simple favor, thank simple you. Favor, yeah. I couldn't think of it. Um, okay, yeah. keep going.
0: Okay, um, adulterer, cheating wife,
6: mm-hmm.
0: former mental patient. I got it. <laughs> fatal injury, <laughs> bad actress.
6: I think oh. I know it.
0: I, over,
2: I don't think I know it. I'm not good at this.
0: Fighting over a man. Uh huh. Um, I've lost it. Undead woman.
3: Un- Wait, undead? Yes. Okay, I think I still know it.
0: Uh, woman shot in the stomach.
3: Never mind. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, no
2: one out there knows it, right? Because I, I sure. I keep thinking that death becomes her, but that's not it. Oh, no, it definitely is. It's death becomes her.
0: It's death becomes her. <laughs> wow, oh, good Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> woman shot in stomach.
2: When you said that, I'm like, oh, woman's shot in stomach. How did I not? <laughs>
0: A couple of these were like rejuvenation, eternal life. I was like, mm, okay,
2: yeah. If you said <laughs> that, I would have. Okay, yeah. wow, that was that was a good one.
0: It's because some I- of these like, some of them were obvious, but some of them were like, murder. Like, okay, that's every single movie. I'm also
2: just trying to flip through my brain catalog for every movie I've ever seen with, like, women, and I'm like, I'll that's- never, <laughs> I will never figure this out.
0: <laughs> There's too many of those. <laughs> um, okay, Adam, you're up yes. next. Okay, I picked one that. Might be a deeper cut, but you have seen it because I checked your letterbox. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> All these sound like huge bummers. Okay. So, stalking. Actress. Ambiguity. Mind game. Um, price of fame. Obsession. Hallucination. Uh, hmm. Uh career change. I've Psycho- lost it. Psychological horror. Um film within a film.
4: Wait, what hmm. Okay.
0: Um, okay, let me see. Behind the scenes. Color and title.
6: Wait, um Wait a minute. Is this perfect blue?
0: It is perfect blue.
4: (laughs) Oh. Okay.
6: (laughs) Wow.
3: All right. I was trying
0: to pick a weird one for your letterbox. (laughs)
3: I'm I'm adding that to my list. That just sounds interesting.
0: Hmm. It sounds intense. It's
3: called Perfect Blue. Yeah. Yeah, It's an anime film. All right. I'll watch it and then, like Adam, I'll give you a review. (laughs) Mm Hmm.
0: I hope it's like when David tried to watch Clockwork Orange and then stopped watching after <laughs> ten minutes. <laughs>
2: Probably. Uh, Color uh, in title.
0: Yeah. I was like, that might that might be doing it. Okay. Chase. I've, are I you there? You'd like
6: go for like classic Hollywood, so I was thinking like, wait, it's not Sunset Boulevard. It's not Which kind of uh,
0: works, yeah.
6: yeah.
3: Oh, Sunset Boulevard's on my list too.
0: If you liked all about Eve, you'll love Sunset Boulevard.
3: Adam, What sweet. is this movie? <laughs> <laughs> Google Images is creeping me out. I don't want to watch this anymore.
5: <laughs>
0: okay, Chase, are you there? Yeah. Okay, you're up next. Okay. Okay, you ready?
5: hmm
0: Crooked Mayor. Inventor.
3: Machine. Uh, oh, know I know it.
0: Oh, God, that was too easy. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: Oh, dang it. Okay, yeah, good one. That was Claudia's Chance of Meatballs. I was trying to pick, like, an animated film, but that one... It was pretty obvious <laughs> yeah
4: um
0: okay i think last on this list is abby um and you have seen this film it's on your letterbox so hopefully right. you remember it <laughs> okay ready mm-hmm. captive woman Surgeon. Okay. experiment
1: <laughs> oh is this um
0: oh god you probably got it already <laughs> Eyes Without a Face? Yeah, oh dang it, that was too easy! <laughs> I just I watched it kind of recently. Okay, that's probably why. Because the other ones were Face Transplant. Crack, oh yeah. <laughs> father-daughter relationship. Screaming woman. French scientist. <laughs> setting a trap. <laughs> these are electric shock. Bechdel <laughs> test passed, that's nice. Man slaps woman. Traumatic well. experience. <laughs>
2: Man, oh, woman nice. passes the Bechdel test. <laughs> I mean, I know the Bechdel. Te- I mean, maybe if they expanded the Bechdel test, I would say no.
0: I mean, maybe if it's like one woman saying to the other woman, "Please get me out of here," I think that technically
2: counts. Yeah, that's well, that's depressing.
0: <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. Some other fun ones: killed by dog. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Thank God.
3: Killed by dog.
0: <laughs> Rosy cheeks. Rejection what? of skin graft. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what? Rejection. Why is it a tag? Yeah, these, some of these tags. The problem is, I think I was saying before we started recording, is these are user submitted. And um, sometimes the tags are very obviously someone's um, fetishes. Like they're sexual. And oh. it's obviously like a tag so people can see other movies with certain things in it. Um, like Evan, my brother and I were playing this game. And some of, like, it would be, like, an innocuous film, and all of the tags would be, like, weirdly sexual, and we were like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so that's the uh, IMDb game. We could do one more round, or we could just keep going, but uh, it's up to y'all. Since another
4: lot... round!
3: Yeah, let's do another round.
0: Oh, God. Okay, now i got to think of more movies, because I looked through your letterbox, and so now I don't know if you've seen these. Um, okay, let me try and guess... Okay, um, does IMDb have like a random film option where I can just pick like a random one? Let me see.
2: We're getting some like typing ASMR right now.
0: (gasps) Oh, good. It's my role play of me typing in (laughs) typing in IMDb. Yeah, my tag tag for this
2: podcast is woman types on keypad like imdb tag for this podcast (laughs)
0: um okay i'm just gonna pull up some random ones um okay who wants to go first i will go with um adam you're i think visually first on this list so let's go with you okay um these might be all too easy for you but we'll see okay um, so dance castle cult classic this is going to be too easy
6: oh this, is, this has gone completely away I've lost it um...
0: man undressing a woman um, famous score <laughs> victim invited to dinner <laughs> 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 these are weird tags um, dark and stormy night criminologist the Peanuts movie.
6: Uh, is this Dracula?
0: No. Is this Edward um, Scissorhands? No. Um. Uh, uh, blowing out a tire. Um. Uh, uh, space... Wait. What were the first couple of words? Um. Dance. Castle.
6: Dance. Castle. Oh.
0: Is it Rocky Horror Picture Show? It is Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh. <laughs>
6: I have so, not seen Rocky Horror Picture oh, Show. Dang. Sorry. Okay,
0: I found the one movie. I haven't seen it. Seen. Um, <laughs> the other ones were like Transylvania, Aliens, Time Warp. and Incredible. Brothers, Steve Reeves. There's
3: Aliens in Rocky Horror?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It turns yes. out that um, Riff Raff and Magenta are actually aliens at the, at the end.
6: Um, Wait a minute. There's a character in Rocky Horror Picture Show named Riff Raff? Oh, yeah. Isn't there a I... rapper named Riff Raff? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> hmm.
0: Um, okay, I think those will just be, like, open for all of you guys. So, okay, yeah. I have a new one. Um, okay, God, these are probably easy. These are all really obvious. Okay, time travel.
5: Right to the future.
0: No. <laughs> the, <laughs> the only time travel movie.
5: <laughs> Avengers Endgame. No. <laughs> the Lake House.
0: Loss of Loved One.
5: The Lake House. Avengers no. Endgame.
0: Self-surgery. Oh. Um, urban setting.
5: Dr. Strange?
0: Nope. Sawed-off shotgun. Hit by a truck.
5: <laughs> Hobo
3: with a shotgun? Huh? Uh, is it the man who killed Hitler and then Bigfoot starring Sam oh. Elliott?
0: God, I don't even... <laughs> um, okay, nuclear war.
5: Cowboy. Oh,
4: Terminator. Aliens. It's
0: the Terminator. Oh. <laughs> hmm. The other ones were cyborg, future war. Robotics. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I have a new one. I'll just do a couple more and then we'll finish up. Okay. Prison escape.
5: Fast First, and Furious. No.
0: First person narration. Shawshank? Gun? No. <laughs> Face off? No. Um, nosebleed. <laughs> it's random. Talking to camera. Flashback within a flashback.
5: Darius Bueller's Day Off. No, no they oh, didn't uh, have a
3: prison
4: yeah.
0: escape.
2: <laughs> okay, well he did. He did skip school. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh. <laughs> prison escape. Um, okay. Um, dead cat oh. hanging from a ledge. Um. Throwing... The
4: greatest. The greatest.
0: Is escape? this? Wait a second.
1: Is this like? No. Wait. 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 Wait.
3: I don't
0: know. know. Is this one of the Harry Potter movies? No.
3: Crybaby?
0: No, but I just watched that and I love that movie. Uh. Um, throwing a Cat Out of a Window. Black Company. Oh. Comedy. Oh, oh, I forgot. Um, some of these are kind of obvious. Passenger Train. Um, art Theft. Uh, the Monuments Man? No, kind of closer, though. Um, will Last Will and Testament. The
3: green, the green Mile? No. Um,
0: I don't know. Um, birthmark? Uh, okay, uh, Luxury Hotel.
2: Oh, Grand Budapest.
0: There we go. Son of a bitch.
2: Yeah. Oh, Throwing Cat Out Window, okay. Yeah, Dead Cat. <laughs> yeah!
0: Um, Weirdly, a lot of dead people in that movie because of Willem Defoe. Mm-hmm. Do you know when he kills that lady and cuts her head off?
5: Oh my gosh. There's
4: like yeah.
0: a head in that movie. Um okay. Alright. Um, I'm trying to find a good random one. Um okay. This one might be obvious, but we'll see. I love this movie. Okay, baseball. I
4: leave their own.
0: Damn it. It's League of Their Own. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> I mean, how many baseball movies do you guys know?
2: Well, I went off of Rachel Loves This Baseball Movie. Oh, dang it.
0: (laughs) I gave it away. You don't
2: strike me as someone who loves other baseball movies. Pun intended.
0: I'm secretly (laughs) a big sports movie fan. Okay, one more, and then we're done. Okay. On the Road. Music Industry. Coming-of-age film. Music Group. Ugh, a lot of these are sexual, gross. Okay, um, manic pixie dream girl,
3: velvet goldmine.
0: No, I wish there's no manic <laughs> pixie dream girl in that movie. That's just Christian. Oh. Hill. Christian um, yeah. um, journalism, concert,
3: velvet goldmine.
0: Oh no, you're right, but no. <laughs> Semi autobiographical.
6: Velvet goldmine.
0: <laughs> um. Okay.
6: It's that movie with Phil Seymour Hoffman, right? I don't remember the name. It's like being oh, there or something. Almost
0: Famous. It's Almost, almost. Famous, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Because mm. a lot of these are like female nudity, teenage girl in underwear. Oh. <laughs> mm. Rolling Stone magazine, that probably would have given it away. Um, yeah. Okay, anyway, good game, everyone. Um, that was fun. Yeah, some of them are weirdly, really hard. Like, my brother gave me Cabaret, and it took me ages to get it because he was only naming the hard ones, like, not the obvious ones. Um but okay, so to finish up, um, some upcoming movies that are opening this week. Um there's Stuber, the Kumail Mangiani Dave Batista film comedy, uh Crawl, the alligator horror movie, <laughs> mm-hmm. and um the art of self defense are all opening up this week. That's the Jesse Eisenberg Black Comedy Martial Arts film. Nope. Who's that Russell?
2: <laughs> do not know.
0: Okay, um, but yeah. So, are you guys inter- are you guys gonna see any of these movies? Stuber, Crawl. No. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, that movie that I went into not knowing what I was gonna see, be- but if I went and saw and gave them feedback, I got a gift card. That would be Stuber. And let's just say I filled okay. that out thoroughly, and <laughs> with with much vigor. My pencil was like broken by the end. Um, it was rough. Hopefully, yeah. And I saw a very early cut, um, mm-hmm. and hopefully it's improved. Hopefully they took my feedback and got rid of a lot of the homophobic jokes. Um, oh, no, really? Just uh, not blatantly, but a lot of that. Uh, like,
4: mm-hmm. a lot of
2: dumb stuff in there. That Just the humor was like, really, who wrote this? Uh, Kumail is great. Everything yeah. he does, I-, I love him. But I was just like, this, hopefully they improve some writing somehow, do reshoots. I don't know, but... Um,
0: yeah.
5: Yeah. Uh, Ethan, according to some reviews, they did not. Oh, (laughs)
0: good. Yeah. Off to a great start. (laughs) I know. And Kumail's
5: so much
2: better than this. That's how I... I'm just like, dude.
0: Especially because the concept seems so, like, mid-2000s, like a buddy cop comedy, but, like, one of them's, like... One of them's a cop, and one of them doesn't know what's going on. Like, (laughs) it seems very outdated, and the fact that they use, like, homophobic jokes it makes it seemed to me at least just that more that much more dated like
2: there was like a 10 minute fight scene in a sporting goods store that I was like what what am I watching they just bet 10 minutes fully of them like throwing things at each other and running around the sporting goods store
0: cool. that's the
2: kind of movie you're going like, you pay for
0: Woof. well that sucks weirdly I heard crawl that like Hurricane Alligator horror movie has an eighty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now, which is higher than the Lion King movie, which I guess we might talk about next oh. week depending on what David wants to do. But um, that's a, really, a fairly. Oh cool yeah! Movie.
1: <laughs> this seems just like Sharknado, but it's I don't know, la a- a- hurricane, the crocodiles. <laughs>
3: hurricane. Just another day in oh.
1: Florida. I think it's Florida it, too. It looks really fun. I actually want to see it. Yeah. Like, Totally. It, it um I've seen like one trailer of it and I was like, this is chaotic. I I wanna watch this.
0: It does look super dumb, but if it I I guess it leans into it and I guess it kinda works. Um and then the other movie opening up is The Art of Self Defense, which I think David talked about last week or the week before, about how he actually really liked it. Um and it looks kinda interesting. It looks like a fun offbeat kind of black comedy. It's always nice seeing Jesse Eisenberg and stuff, so Yeah, might have to check that out. And there's some good movies opening up. Um, Another movie opening up, but not in the Dallas area, is The Farewell, the Lulu Wang A24 film, the Mm pac Fina film. I'm super excited for that, but it's not coming, I think, to Dallas till next week, so I didn't know if I should talk about it, but I'm very excited. That looks really good and sad. (laughs) I'll probably cry. But another good A24 movie. Um, Okay, so to wrap it up, as David usually does, we've already made, like, about... 50 recommendations but uh we'll do Oh, a- and uh also okay. the
3: farewell comes out this weekend
0: yeah i think i just i was just mentioning that yeah um yeah so i guess we'll do a film spotlight to wrap up as usual um i guess pick a movie that we haven't already mentioned that you're really <laughs> liking lately i guess if we can also you know do tv since we didn't talk about any tv this week but um yeah so film spotlight who wants to go first um let me see. I'll go down the line. Adam, do you want to
6: start? Yeah, sure. Um, I haven't been watching too much recently. Um, I've been going through Twin Peaks again, but no one in the world wants to hear anyone talk about Twin Peaks.
0: I would love um, to hear you talk about Twin Peaks. <laughs> I think
6: the world is
2: lacking Twin Peaks commentary. Uh,
6: <laughs> where have you been? <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: No uh, one's heard of
3: Twin Peaks. <laughs> that's why
6: yeah. I'm on Twitter right now. <laughs> um, but instead, I'm going to mention um, Black Narcissus, which is a movie I watched recently.
0: Yeah.
6: Um, earlier, Rachel recommended uh, A Matter of Life and Death, which is another movie directed by um, Palin Pressen- Pressinger? Pressburger? Uh,
0: Pressburger, yeah.
6: Pressburger. Pressinger Pressler. is the German guy. Um, yeah, Black Narcissus is this, like, really odd, like, sort of like social thriller kind of thing um mm-hmm. set in a like
3: catholic
6: i'm not yeah. christian i don't know it, like christian like convents nice. in They're like probably catholic. yeah probably uh in it's like convents like in like northern india mm-hmm. um it's based on like a, a novel it takes place i think like probably like i would guess like between the wars probably like 1930s or so um mm-hmm. uh, it was made in the fifties, but I think it like sort of takes place earlier in the twentieth century. And it's this really gorgeous, like this really gorgeous and this really tense movie as like these nuns come into this like place that they are just starting to con- convert into a convent and they like feel the world sort of constricting on the life that they're trying to lead. And they find everything that they used to do is more difficult now. Everything that, like, all of the things that they expect to hold from when they are in the presence of, like, other authority figures or when they are in, like, a, um, like, less, like, isolated area. Everything sort of, like, starts to fray. Everything sort of starts to, like, break down as, like, their their deficiencies as what they would describe as their deficiencies sort of like start to weigh on them more. Um, Mm -hmm. It ends up being this really gorgeous, like really, I don't know why I'm on this podcast. I don't know how to talk about movies. Um,
0: You're doing great. You have um, cool perspectives.
6: (laughs) Yeah. It ends up being this like really, um, it plays into that exact thing that I really like, which is, like, people under a law of distress, but having to, like, do, like, office or custom or something like that, having to sort of, like, keep that under wraps and, like, mm-hmm. slowly failing to do so.
0: Yeah, it's very much like a movie about repression and, right, trying to keep those social norms that they had in this convent, but in this tempting and weird and foreign country that makes everyone start to react differently, especially Sister Ruth, who kind of loses her mind, and uh, it's so good. And some of the shots are, like, burned into my brain. They're so spooky and gorgeous. Um, But, yeah, Powell and Pressburger, they were a British filmmaking duo who made a lot of movies from, like, the... the, They're mostly known for their work in the 40s, um, but these, like, high-contrast, super-colorful, weird, lush, technicolor films. Like, they also did The Red Shoes and Matter of Life and Death, and um, they're great. I love Black Narcissus. Such a good movie. That's a lovely recommendation. Um, so, Chase, do you want to go next? Any good recs?
5: Um, not really that I've already said before. <laughs> I haven't been watching a lot of stuff recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, But not really,
0: unfortunately. Any, any non-media recommendations? Like any food or... Anything anything um, you've liked lately. Oh, yeah.
5: okay. Well um <laughs> We
0: uh, can
5: open it. I like uh, uh Ooh, well there's this uh food there's this burger place that I tried for the first time a few days <laughs> ago. Called Kenny's and it's pretty good. Uh what I got from there was a blue cheeseburger with uh uh Parmesan Ooh, that sounds good. Parmesan something fries. Um it's pretty good. Uh not gonna lie. Um yeah, highly recommend that.
0: That sounds wonderful.
5: <laughs> yeah. Uh
0: okay, Ryan, any we'll open it up. Anything you've been liking in general that <laughs> would like to recommend to our listeners?
3: Um I completed Stranger Things and Oh my god. Thoroughly balled my <laughs> eyes out at the last episode um, It's and this is probably honestly like one of my favorite TV shows because uh, it's shot very well um, It has a lot of like 80s nostalgia obviously, but it doesn't like it doesn't like over Saturate the viewer with that. Well, maybe like the first two episodes um, and then after that. It's like hey, it's 80s. cool um, like it's very well acted. Uh, on a Ryder and David Harbour have just great chemistry. Uh, all the kids do, um, especially um, his name escapes me, but the kid who plays Will, he's fantastic. And of course, like Millie Bobby Brown, this character Eleven was like a great like launching off for her to do like other projects like Godzilla, and she's doing like. Uh, basically, the kid Sherlock Holmes' daughter lady, um, and yeah, I had a fantastic time watching it. And there was going to be a fourth season, and the Duffer Brothers uh, said that that's more likely going to be the last season. And yeah, I can't wait with um, can't wait with, I can't wait with with what they come up with.
5: Good. I'm because that was my, the most recent TV show that I watched. Oh, <laughs> I couldn't think about it until now.
0: That's a good recommendation. And it's a, I watched the first episode at our friend Aubrey's house, and it had a really good soundtrack.
2: It like, does. Uh, it has a great soundtrack.
0: Dang um, Okay, Ethan, do you want to go next?
2: Yes, I uh, originally was going to pitch High Anxiety, the Mel Brooks movie from 1977 um because just being me i was recently um just looking at pictures of ann bancroft on google images and i found one where um mel brooks and ann bancroft are um on set with alfred hitchcock and that movie is mel brooks's love letter to hitchcock um pulling all the tropes and he actually came to their set and met them which i thought was
4: that's cool i just
2: imagine being in that room um Surreal, but I'm going to also, since I cut that short throughout, there's an HBO show called Los Espookies. Oh, uh, if you know anything about yeah. it. Yeah. It is brilliant, just charming, bizarre, and it's not for everyone. It's definitely a weird concept, but it's completely in Spanish um, with English subtitles, and um, it's uh, one of the writers for Saturday Night Live, Julio Torres, wrote it. It's produced by Fred Armisen, also of Saturday Night Live. Um and it, they went to Chile to film it, and they used all Chilean actors for the other, for a lot of the parts. And um, it's just soapy, melodramatic, and but sharp and witty and and hilarious. So I recommend everyone. I don't speak Spanish, and I've watched every episode twice already that's come out so far.
0: And I think the first episode might be free on YouTube because that's how I watched part of the first episode. Oh, okay, uh, quite so possible. Yeah, it might be a good way to kind of get into it. But, yeah, I've heard a lot about it. It looks really funny. Because the whole premise is they, like, it's this group of friends who stage, like...
2: Horror and spooky um, events. So it's almost, they kind of call it the other end of Scooby-Doo. They're people who Mm -hmm. are pulling ropes and and kind of putting together these little fake monsters and things um, for various circumstances um, as freelance work. And and they're all, you know, millennials, they're all pretty young, and they're this ragtag group of misfits who, and it, it kind of explores passions, what your passion is, kind of their meaning and their purpose in life, while overall just being a really funny show, um, with a lot of bizarre elements.
0: Yeah, that's a great recommendation. Um, okay, Abby, do you want to go next? Uh, I
1: was going to talk about two movies that I saw in June, just because they're, Uh, similar in themes, uh, kind of. Kind of. (laughs) I was actually just gonna draw a synthesis between them. They're they're both uh late 2000s, just like female led uh, kind of comedies. I I guess it's um Jennifer's Body and uh, Juno. Uh, and I hadn't seen either of the movies before, but uh, they were both super fun very like just telling of their time period which is great because i was watching them and i was like ah this this feels like 2007 <laughs> <laughs> or 2009 what have you um i was gonna say they both use uh dialogue in a really interesting way in that like it's, it's just very like very specific and funny dialogue for each of the movies where a lot of people are like, this is surreal, nobody talks like that. But then, you know, it kind of like, to me, feels like um, uh, the kind of way you talk with your best friend, where like it doesn't totally make sense to anybody else, but your best friend understands. I feel like it helped give both of those movies characters. So I wanted to talk about that specifically.
0: Also, those were uh, written by the same woman, actually. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Yeah, Diablo Cody. I think Shiro Juno and Jennifer's Body. So that's probably why they have similar (laughs) vibes. That makes Um, sense. Also, there was, I think, there was an article I read recently, I think, interviewing, I think Karen Kusama, the woman who directed Jennifer's Body, about it's kind of how people hated it when it came out, and now it's sort of swung back around things like, reappreciated more of a cult classic. Um, I'll find something I find that article. But, yeah, it was really interesting of how... Especially, like, because Megan Fox was in, I think, such an odd place in 2009. People kind of liked making fun of her, but a lot of people were saying, and kind of like you were saying, I think it's a much smarter film than I think people gave it credit for.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's really interesting. I'll just try to find that article. Um, okay, I'm trying to think of what my recommendation would be. I guess just, like, um... <laughs> This will be shocking to like literally nobody, but I saw Rocket Man and it was good. But um, the thing that stuck with me the most was the fashion, obviously. So I've just been on a kick of watching like glam rock performances from the early '70s, like on YouTube. Um, I would just recommend that go look up um, T Rex's performance in 1971 of um, "Bang a Gong." Go look up Bowie's performance of "A uh, Starman," or his performance of like "Jean Genie." It's just great. I was just looking at a bunch of glam. Sweet, um, like, uh, Ballroom Blitz, and Little Willie, and Elton John's glam performances. It's just, like, such an interesting, fun time period in music, and it's, like, my favorite time period, and the fashion is great. So if I show up wearing, if I, if you ever see me wearing, like, green satin pants and, like, a star print blazer, that's what happened, because <laughs> I <laughs> fell down a rabbit hole of glam fashion, but, and obviously you can watch gold Goldmine, obviously. I'll stop talking about it but it's such a it's such an interesting time period and it's like it's great the fashion's great i love it great music
2: so rachel they um they just announced a barbie that is designed to be a tribute to david bowie so
0: yeah it's like his zicky stardust era Mm -hmm. not the lightning bolt because that's what people always think but it's his his, like striped jumpsuit with like the Mm -hmm. sun on his forehead i saw that i was like do i want to get this i haven't (laughs) had barbies for like 20 years 15 years
2: it's a fun conversation piece have yeah, it in, the, in your apartment or your room yeah
0: yeah totally um but yeah that's my recommendation so if you guys have any other thoughts um but if not we'll wrap it up this has sort of been a mark This has been an episode slightly marred by technical difficulties but if you can get past that we had some very good recommendations for everyone so i hope you go um check it out i might make a letterbox list if i can of all of our movie recommendations because um we had some Good ones. So thanks thank you all for joining me. David will be back next week. So we'll be signing off. And bye everyone. Bye-bye.
1: Bye bye. Bye. Bye.
4: Okay.